What's up, y'all? It's your host, Sensei AK, and I'm back again with another episode, but I'm not with my co-host. But today, we have a crazy guest with us right now. Who are we with? What's good, guys? Uh, it's Devin. Devin Bowen. Nice to meet you, y'all. Of course, of course, of course. Wow. The last time we recorded, we were over Zoom, and now we can actually get face-to-face. I For love sure. the, being able to be with people again. It For just sure. feels so amazing. For sure. What have you been up to since the last time we've talked? Yeah, bro. Um, so it's been about a year since we last talked. Mm-hmm. I think around the same time you you uh, interviewed me over Zoom. Mm-hmm. Um, we chopped it up about Bitcoin, Ethereum, um, just basics of crypto. Uh, but like over the past year, I've kind of kind of dived a little bit deep deeper into that passion of like cryptocurrency and looking into like uh, blockchain technologies. And I actually recently started up my business, Cryptic Investing, um, where we're kind of consulting, um, building business products and like educating, uh, mainly focused on the youth right now, but educating uh, pretty much everyone on Web3 technology. So mm. a lot has changed over the past year. Yeah. What made you go down that route? Because I feel like that's such a, like, a unique type yeah. of thing to do, not just yeah. understand the thing, but understand it to the level that you can explain it and teach other people. Yeah, for sure. So at first, it, was like, it started off as a, uh, as a passion, um, and then I realized I could like, turn my passion into something bigger mm-hmm. and more impactful than um, sharing knowledge on TikTok and just making content um, in general. So I recently, um, over the past few months, have been uh, recruiting, um, and currently have a, a team of great, great people. Um, and we're kind of working towards that goal of just trying to uh, really, really share the knowledge of like Web3 and like the power that it has um, um, uh, pretty much by investing into it. Okay. Yeah. So I don't really understand what Web3 is. And it's to the point where like, because the most I really understand about it is like the metaverse and things like that. Right. But the most I understand is more like a place, not even like a... I feel like it's more of like a time period. It is. It's like it's, it's pretty much like the evolution of the internet um, is the way like you should be really be looking at it. So it's it's a lot bigger than um, just like the metaverse idea and stuff like that. But Web three is kind of like the internet, but more decentralized and kind of taken away from the point where we're currently at, where we have Facebook, uh, Google, all these big corporations that kind of like own essentially own the internet by the amount of influence and the amount of power that they have through these social medias. And it kind of decentralizes that and gives the power a little bit more to the people and the communities and the people that are using the internet. Um, it shares, it kind of shares uh, wealth that way um, as well. To be able to vote people, they used to only have like the electoral college was mm-hmm. be people that voting because like the average person didn't really understand all like the nuances of right. like government, right? right, right. So, in in a sense, have you reached the level where we actually understand what is going on? In Web3? Yeah, with Web3. Uh, that's, that's an interesting question because we're, we're kind of like in, we're still very much in Web2, mm-hmm. which is, um, like, like I said, pretty much owned by Google and these big corporations. But it's getting to the point where we're becoming, becoming a little bit more decentralized um, with different avenues and different technologies, including blockchain technology. Um, but honestly, the like the as far as like what we know is possible with Web three is is very unknown still. Um, so it's it's really gonna we're gonna have to see it as it plays out, you know. Mm, I yeah. feel that. See, when I think about it, I feel like there's this is just a chance for so much people to get rich. Like that's how yeah. I started getting into it more mm-hmm. because like 
I want to do like investing with like stocks and stuff like that, but like you can't like 10x your fold in like mm-hmm. three days. And yeah. I feel like this is where all the new money is. Yeah. So there's a lot of chances to do something crazy with this new technology. No, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. And, I, and, and crypto is definitely one of those markets where you can, where it like exponentially increases your chance of becoming wealthy. Um, just because it is such a new realm that we're kind of investing into. Mm-hmm. And there's so much um, potential in like the technologies that we're investing into. Uh, you're kind of you're kind of getting in early when a lot of people aren't looking, which is why we're able to to capitalize on like some of these like 10x um, investments. So see, wow, see, it makes me kind of worried because like when there is all this new money, there's so much chances for people to just get robbed and mm-hmm. scammed and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like for example, with a lot of like the NFTs right. and how like the majority, like what is it, eighty percent of it is fake. A lot of scams, bro. See, a lot of scams. Blow, you gotta be it careful. Blows my mind because of like. I would honestly say more than eighty percent. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. Closer to, closer to, uh, I would say like ninety-five percent of like products that come out are are not legit. How do you know the difference? I mean, there's it's it's you kind of gotta like look for a few things. Um, one thing that I look for is like good founding leaders. Mm-hmm. The team is very important. Um, to you want to have to like know who they are. Yeah, kind of okay. yeah. You kind of want to know who they are, their history, with like what they've done in the past, and why they're able to to bring like their their kind of their roadmap into into fruition and stuff. But then you also gotta look at like community because mm-hmm. community in the NFT space is very important because that's what really um, has brings longevity to a project. Um, if you don't have like a, uh, a strong community of people um, supporting the project and believing in it, it's not going to last um, mm. and people aren't going to keep buying into it. Okay. So that, that's another thing you look at. But then you also have to just like read between the lines sometimes. Mm. Like if, if something seems a little bit too good to be true or like it, it, they're just promising too much than, that they can deliver in the time frame, then you want to stay away from things like that. So See, the one thing that worries me is because of like, NFTs and crypto and stuff like that, it's all based off of, like, the purpose of it was to be, like, anonymous. Mm-hmm. That's, like, a big factor in it. Yeah, so when someone is, like, anonymous, you don't even think to try and look deeper into it because that's just the, what it is. Mm-hmm. So that's the part that kind of worries me off off of that. Yeah, for sure. And, and that's definitely, like, something to be worried about because a, a lot of these projects um, are started by people that decide to remain anonymous and... Um, decide to like kind of hide their identity which necessarily isn't the worst thing but also you kind of want to look for teams that are willing to be open about who they are Mm -hmm. um just so you you have that transparency with uh with the team in the community see that do you think that a lot of of nfts actually give passive income um because that's one of the things that draw me drew me in first because yeah. uh, what was it uh cyber Kong? cyber Kongs, yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 that's the one i mean they don't they don't label it as like a, a passive income like method but also uh the way they set it up is like they create a uni- utility token for their ecosystem of nfts and um the uti- utility token pretty much has a value um that you can passively get for holding the nft Mm-hmm. But legally, they can't say that it's you make passive, passive. income. Yeah, they is have it because it fluctuates in um, what it's worth? I, I'm not even sure as far as the, like uh, the legal side of that. But mm-hmm. um, that yeah, it's just you can't you can't really make a token and say like, oh, you're gonna use it or you're gonna promise a specific return or a certain amount of passive income. Um, so they gotta they gotta label it as a utility token for the ecosystem, mm-hmm. um, and the utility that's brought to that token brings the value. Um, so then you could passively make income. See, but, speaking yeah. on the part of like the utility of like the ecosystem, it's kind of like okay, 
let me see if I understand this right. Because of like, because um, Nike's coming out on NFT, right. where it's like shoes you could like wear inside like the the metaverse, yeah, right? Right. Is that kind of what it's like? We're gonna eventually move towards. If you buy this NFT, it's gonna be useful inside this space. Because, um, like, a lot of people say there's not, like, a real value to it. Since they're, like, yeah. pictures, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, and, like, a lot of people, I feel like a lot of people also don't understand, like, the technology behind the NFTs. Like, they see the NFT for, like, the face value, which mm-hmm. is, like, the picture. Mm-hmm. Um, when there's a lot more to it. Like, the NFT is a digital asset that's on the blockchain. So, not only is it um, something... Wait, are you explaining the implications of, like, what's, like, like the purpose of these yeah. NFTs? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, essentially, like... Yeah, and, like, what what it does is um, it kind of allows people to have, like, ownership of a unique asset, um, but then it also is verifiable because it's on the blockchain. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's part of, like, that's some of the technology that's behind the actual NFT. And then you can kind of get creative with, like, the utility behind the actual NFT um, where you can have it where... Um, I know at the Super Bowl, actually, they're actually having NFTs as tickets. So you can use NFTs in different ways aside from just, like, these... Cool, like cartoon pictures that you mm-hmm. may see or profile pictures that people are using um you could actually use the technology for a lot of things um so you can't like fake it yeah so you can't fake it because it's all it's all there it's all, all on the blockchain so mm. which is a which is a public uh ledger like database that loki babe may remind me of remember when uh mcdonald's was doing like the free giveaways and stuff mm-hmm. uh with like the you can get a million dollars you can get like a range rover right, yada, right. Yada. um but the one big problem is people were like fake there's one dude that was like faking the signature mm-hmm. on all of them right so he was just like getting all the profits that's why like nobody knows who actually, <laughs> who actually won any of right. it so uh nfts would be an easy way to just stop right. things like that exactly exactly and you could easily implement nfts in your business um to like authenticate certain things like that um where people can counterfeit um or kind of like gamify and kind of get around um things that aren't supposed to be meant or aren't meant to be uh kind of exploited in those ways what do you need like how can you verify how does how does it work on the verification of it yeah because i feel like that's the part people don't understand for sure for sure so like just to kind of get into like the technology more um of like blockchains is that each block on the blockchain which is a database has to be verified by the last block Okay. So that kind of like the fact that each block has to be verified by and confirmed by um, either miners or validators mm-hmm. that the la- that the block before or the block before it was legitimate. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of like authenticates and like legitimizes everything and makes sure everything is what it what is supposed to be. Huh. If that makes so, it's sense. just like a bunch of people like. If one if it looks different than everybody else's, everyone's like, why does that look different? And just like stop the purchase in a sense. And they um so with like Bitcoin, it'll be like the miners, right? Okay. And the miners essentially are working out these like complicated pro- math problems mm-hmm. that kind of uh, once you solve the math problem problem, you're able to um, mint a block on the blockchain. But the thing is, it has to be confirmed by other miners that. The block that you're minting is a correct, like inaccurately you, solved. You did the problem yeah, correctly. Exactly. Okay. So that that like that kind of like that system is how it kind of works, and it depends on the blockchain that you're working with. But like that's how it works on um, Bitcoin, which is a proof of work blockchain. Mm. Yeah. Wait. So could someone in theory just be like super good at it with like an obnoxiously strong computer and just bypass everybody, or does everybody still need to verify that person? Um, Even if they don't understand how to do that. 
I mean, at the end of the day, all of it's being done by computers now. Mm-hmm. So it really, it really does come down to the amount of computing power that you have. Um, that kind of makes you more of like a powerful miner. But at the end of the day, it all has to be verified through like multiple confirmations by other people on mm. like other miners. I feel that. So it's not just like one person that like can mine as much as they want. Like if it's not done right, like the the blockchain is meant so that it verifies that. Mm. The computer will damn near stop yeah, himself. Exactly. Okay, yeah. I feel that. I feel that. I feel that. What made you like go down this path of just like uh, crypto NFT? Just this. <clears throat> overarching theme or you could do either or yeah i mean with okay in general just for crypto it kind of just it really started when uh covid first like hit um back in what was it march of what was it 20 yeah 2020 it was like a minute ago but yeah <laughs> yeah back then in like the stock market crash and by at that time i wasn't exposed to uh crypto anything like that i wasn't looking at anything crypto related but when I was in the stock market um, and that crashed, I kind of started looking at like different investment um, routes and just like looking and starting to like expand my knowledge on like monetary systems and just kind of a little bit more of like how economics work. And I just started coming across cryptocurrencies, specifically like Bitcoin. I'm like, oh, this is this is some interesting stuff. Like it might be able to change some of the systems that we have in place right now and like revolutionize stuff. So I just got honestly fascinated with the idea that. Um, cryptocurrencies and like all that can kind of change or kind of create its own form of uh, monetary value so like just getting into all that and doing my research i started making tiktoks um just because i felt like all right if i know all this information i'm doing this research and this is something i'm really passionate about why don't i decide to like share it with other Somebody people must yeah so on yeah, yeah exactly or not even not necessarily entertaining, but like educating them in a way that's going to be able to like change their position. Because from my experience, I'm like, OK, this investing into cryptocurrencies and understanding it has been able to change my financial situations. So I want to be able to like share this knowledge so that other people can have that same experience, mm. knowing that it was something that like can really, really impact your life. Mm, okay. So in the that's part, that, that's what like really stemmed me, stemmed my um, my want to like start creating content um it's just because i felt like a lot of people in our generation like our age one weren't really like looking into investing at all and then two weren't looking into crypto or anything like web three related um at all either so i'm like okay if i can kind of use my voice and use like my platform to kind of like educate other people like we can create a lot of impact here so i feel that i feel that then do you think that like um prod um cryptos like Shiba Inu and things like that that undermines like the purpose of cryptos um honestly I think I think it does a good job of getting a lot of like new people into investing into crypto and just getting curious about it just because of the fact that it's like those meme coins you don't have to like know about like you don't have to know about like a lot of the technical stuff behind uh, the cryptocurrency or anything like that. You just know that it's going to go up. That's what people are told. Like, oh, just buy it and it's going to go up. It's a meme coin. And that's that's all there is really to behind like behind it. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I, was, I would say I don't think it undermines it at all because um, those coins can't last forever. Like, they don't really... How so? Just because of the fact that, like, if you're... If you just look at, like, tokenomics of, like, Dogecoin or Shiba Inu, uh, yeah, like, the price looks very cheap, but, like there's an insane supply of it Mm -hmm. and something with like dogecoin um there's an insane 
supply of it being made every day. Um, so that 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 kind of has an inflationary um, component to how the token works. So after a while, it's gonna the market cap is gonna get too inflated. Um, it's gonna get too expensive to really move the price as much as people think it could really move, and then because it's gonna it be like, the end of it. You have to like buy like an insane amount. Like, isn't it like damn near like a trillion dollars worth of GDP needs to go into it to make it, it get to like a certain level? Yeah, yeah. It's it's a lot of money that needs to like uh, get in like be invested into the coin to move it from its current market cap right mm-hmm. now. So. And it's not even in the long term. It's like short exactly, right away yeah, because there's exactly. always pretty more. Exactly. And it's not necessarily smart to like invest into something long term that doesn't have like a long term vision or like mm-hmm. value, you know? So that's why I tend, like, I, I don't recommend people getting into the meme coins. If you want to get into it, do it for fun. For the jokes. Yeah, yeah. for the jokes. And like, it's kind of like playing like lottery. Um, and it, you might you might come up big, but like at the same time, it's like, it's more promising to invest in the things that are like, working towards yeah Mm -hmm. exactly that exactly that that are changing things you know Mm -hmm. so that's fair that's fair see when i got it in i got into shiru because i missed the doge yeah that's a lot of people did and i knew that if i'm feeling like this everybody (laughs) someone else has to be feeling like this too the jump was ridiculous it was insane my god does that like ruin the way people think because like crypto not even about oh not even about crypto because of I feel like this problem started with the stock market, with uh, the, what was it, what was it, AMC and GameStop yeah, and yada, 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 and then it transitioned into this, mm-hmm. and now everyone's just trying to, like, keep up and trying mm-hmm. to, like, catch the next big wave. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think, like, it it does kind of, like, it creates, like, what it does create is, like, kind of um, a bad situation, because people, are, what people are looking for right now is, like, the next big thing like similar to Dogecoin or like the next big like insane pump, uh, insane pump that might happen. Um, but they aren't looking at like fundamentals and a lot of people are just like buying into things. Wait, that... what are the fundamentals? Because I feel like there's, I hear a lot about like whales and things mm-hmm. like that and I, people yeah. don't understand what that is. Yeah, yeah, fundamentals is just like when you're looking, it's just like how you evaluate uh, cryptocurrency. Oh, okay. Um, like just if it has a good team, like the same thing I was mentioning for mm-hmm. NFTs, you kind of go through the same process. But you kind of have to look at, uh, if you want to go a little bit more in-depth, you look at, like, market cap and stuff like that and supply of the tokens and, what, and whatnot to kind of get an under, understanding of, like, the fundamental value of your investment, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's what that's what that means. But, yeah. um, like, whales are pretty much just people that um, own a lot of the supply of something. Yeah. So I feel like if I'm putting this amount of money, Bill Gates and all these other people mm-hmm. must be putting in more. Yeah, those would, those would be considered whales, you mm-hmm. know, people with a lot of... A lot of money, a lot of um, the supply that can make a big impact if they were to buy or sell, you know. When when is it the best to jump off? Oh, like when when would you think that a, a whale is about to jump in on like a crypto? Um. Well, what's what's pretty cool about like crypto and like um, all of these is that they're on the blockchain, so you can see, like, you can watch the well the wallets of like certain whales and see what they're buying and when they're selling. Or when they're selling. Can you do specific whales? Mm-hmm. Really? If you know, like, the thing is, it's like you're you're somewhat anonymous, but if you can match up the wallet address to someone, like, to someone, then you know who's making the purchases. So, like, with that, like, you can, you can, like, what people, like, do is, like, they watch these wallet addresses to see who's buying what, who's selling what. Do you what. know, like, by name who these, like, wallet addresses? Um, are these a bunch of guessing and checking? Yeah, a lot of them are by name. 
some are just also like people guessing checking and making correlations because like i said everything's like every all the transactions are on the blockchain mm -hmm. so people can make connections like oh maybe this person made this purchase from like a coinbase wallet um that has this name attached to it or but then they sent it to this other wallet to try and like remain anonymous mm -hmm. but like if you do like the like you kind of but uh backtrack i'll just watch where yeah it's going. i can see yeah. where it's going like and yeah. you can kind of see who the person that's making them the moves is so mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh yeah so that's that's kind of how that works what are the implications of this like for for example <clears throat> um do you think cryptos are gonna eventually like subside like the u.s dollar in a sense is that where things are headed? Uh, I don't think, I don't think the U.S. is gonna allow like a specific crypto, other than like a, a U.S. dollar backed crypto kind mm. of step into like the play, of like of like their monetary system, other than like. Wait, wasn't there wasn't there a U.S. based uh, crypto? Yeah, there turned out to be like some like random dude. Yeah, I mean, there's there's different um, stable coins is what they call them. It's oh, like God. pretty much like. A cryptocurrency version of like a US dollar or like a euro mm -hmm. um, and it's pretty much these cryptocurrencies are backed are supposed to be backed by like the US dollar and like a treasury um, that the stablecoin um, owners like the stablecoin founders that created like the stablecoin that they own and control so um, yeah so there's pretty much there's there's cryptocurrency versions of like the US dollars that people use um, so yeah that's how that's how that kind of works huh. yeah so yeah, how but, would they like um stop them from trying to like be like the next thing a cryptocurrency in yeah. general yeah like in general uh that's the thing they don't really have much power over that oh, like that's okay. the, that's the whole like that's the whole idea of like decentralization is that that it kind of uh, it gives power to people and like it kind of gives more power to um it, it it's just decentralizes the power like that's the mm -hmm. that's the that's the beauty of it so the U.S. government wouldn't really be able to stop like a cryptocurrency from coming out. What they could do is they could stop people in the U.S. from like trading that cryptocurrency by oh, like okay. by like stopping um, like a centralized exchange from um, having it on their exchange. So if like Coinbase would so, be yeah, able to sell exactly. it. Exactly, they'll oh, contact okay. Coinbase and be like, "Okay, take this coin off or something." Mm, or okay. like, "We don't want this coin." But like, the coin is still out there. You can get the coin through the centralized exchanges if you wanted to. I'll just go somewhere else yeah, to go get it. Exactly. Oh, wow. So, so it's kind of like the same problem with with global globalization, mm -hmm. where like you just go somewhere <laughs> else to do this business. Right. So what that that's what kind of makes kind of puts like the U.S. in an interesting position because like if they don't embrace cryptocurrencies. And like, let's say China does, um, yeah, like that. You can see how like the power can kind of shift mm -hmm. if like they don't keep up with the technology or advance um, their monetary systems to kind of match or kind of be on the blockchain or be a be a cryptocurrency. So, how would um, just a, a side question? I was thinking about this while you're talking. How would you make an NFT? How do you make an NFT? NFTs yeah. are pretty easy to make. Um, all you have to really do is like upload. Um, well, depending on how compl complex you want the NFT to be, like if you're just talking about like a picture, let's say you're a photographer and you just want to upload your photography as an NFT, that's pretty easy. Like all you have to do is go to like OpenSea <clears throat> and upload like your image 
um, and like it'll it'll do OpenSea will do all like the smart contract work behind the scenes and like put it on the blockchain. But if you're creating like a project um, that has a lot of like complexities to the NFT and like mm-hmm. has a lot of utility, then you need someone that's able to someone that knows uh, how to yeah, do the software behind exactly, it. Exactly, that knows how to pro, uh, write the smart contracts in a way that's like doesn't get exploited because um, you're gonna be it's gonna be like it's gonna be a valuable NFT assuming mm-hmm. that you're creating it. Um, so like you don't want it to get like exploited in the smart contract where like something happens where like I don't know. You just want to make sure you have the right coders in that sense. Um, so there's complexities too, like how how easy it is to create an NFT. Because mm-hmm. the reason why I was thinking about it, because of like, in a sense, it's super easy to make a fake one. Mm-hmm. It and is just like print a bunch, make the mint price super low, mm-hmm. and just dip after like a week of it yeah. selling out. Yeah, it is. It is super easy to do that. Um, and like that's that's where we're, I was trying to talk about. It's like this. It's a lot of these projects are scams because because of how easy it is to to kind of make an NFT project depending on how much, um, how complex you want it, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So a lot of people can just create an NFT project that doesn't have anything, any potential behind it, but, like, they get people with, like, the animations or, like, the art of, like, the actual NFT. Yeah. And that draws people in. Like the 3D version of the, the apes? Yeah. yeah. Something like that, like mm-hmm. a derivative version of, like, a big project. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people buy into that. But once they buy into that, like, it's about delivering and bringing value to like the people that are investing after it. Mm-hmm. A lot of these projects, one, don't know how to, or like, secondly, just like, don't once they, yeah, don't care. <laughs> like once they get the money, they're just like, I'm just gonna. I just made 60 million. Yeah. What do you want I just made, Yeah, I just made millions like in minutes after, after people buy my NFT. Like, what do you? <laughs> so like people, like there's a lot of shady people in it. So you gotta, you gotta really work with um, people that you trust, believe in, like find teams that are, like I said, mm-hmm. kind of transparent, like pretty transparent. Um, because you're investing a lot of money and they're controlling a, they're they're controlling a lot of money at the end of the day. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, my that's part of the reason why I wanted to build out my business, crypto investing, because we want to work with people and individuals and businesses um, to kind of get them into like NFTs and see how NFTs could be a value to them and their businesses um, or their individual brand or whatnot. Um, and that's kind of how we want to do more consulting and stuff. And just and just kind of really get people educated on like mm-hmm. what to look out for and what what to like. Wait, what is the next steps for it for uh, crypto investing? Crypto like, investing, yeah. Are you guys going to schools? What is like the type of thing? Yeah, you that's guys are into? okay. Yeah, so our our main focus right now, um, not even our main focus, but one of our focuses as as of recently has been focusing on working with uh, high schoolers and like working with the youth, um, educating them on Web three and. Everything that's under that umbrella, under that umbrella, um, crypto, NFTs, um, and just like blockchain technology. Um, so we're we're working uh, with a organization called Bridge Bridge Makers. Um, mm-hmm. They're Minnesota based. Um, mm-hmm. a, a really great group of people that are um, passionate about similar ideas of. What do they like do? Um. So pretty much, the Bridge Makers is a youth led organi- organization oh, here. Okay. Um, they're actually responsible for. Um, I think it's pretty much suing the the state for not um, pretty much having laws set in place for high school students that were um, laid off. Like, pretty much they didn't have any unemployment set up for high school students that were laid off. Really? And what Bridgemakers did was pretty much they sued the state um, and got, like, I think 70, like I said, $75 million worth of COVID relief funds for high school students in Minneapolis. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're a very powerful group of kids. Not even kids; they're young adults. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and they're a very powerful group of people um, and we're going to be working with them to try and get curriculums out to schools in uh, St. Paul and Minneapolis throughout the year. Um, so it's going to be, that's one of the ma major things that we're looking at. Um, and there's just a lot of, lot of great things in the pipeline that we're going to be announcing. So I fuck with that. Yeah. That's with that. Wow. Yeah. How'd you get such a good group of people? Especially since you're a new business owner, mm -hmm. how would you get a good <clears throat> group to work with you? Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like it just, it just really, it really comes down to what you're putting out. Like a lot of people are, people are going to recognize if you're putting out content that's valuable um, and that you're doing it with a purpose and that there's passion behind it. Um, and I think the people at Bridgemakers kind of saw that in what I was building. Um, and they kind of they kind of were like, yeah, we want to work with you um, and also fund some ideas that we have and, and just kind of build out, build out like some, some of the ideas that we have with you as well. So, I mean, it's, it really just, I think it just comes down to um, just putting in the work and people are, people are going to recognize it. So, yeah, I'm just, I'm actually, Really grateful to be working with them oh, as one of, as one of the first first uh, teams. I feel it. I yeah. feel it. Huh. Have you always been drawn to people that was doing things? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say hundred percent. Like, I think that's that's part of the thing that like motivates me or like keeps me going is like sometimes I being around people that um, are ambitious and are mm. driven and are are accomplishing their own goals. You know. That, that kind of that kind of helps me like oh yeah it's, it's inspiring you know you, and you definitely want to be around people that inspire you know one of my homeboys just graduated after 2.5 years mm -hmm. and he's already graduated he's going to go to like google sure. and do some crazy stuff like that so sure. yeah, it does help to have a lot of people around you that it are does. doing things exactly bro exactly so definitely um that, that's been one of my my biggest things that i feel like um is important to like kind of building success for yourself is just really um finding those people that are not not only supportive of you and your visions but also have their own visions and supporting them as well mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's super easy to get like straight away from the path right. of doing what you're supposed to in life because right. it's so easy to do the things that's like easy mm -hmm. so like doing what you've been doing i i feel like you've constantly taken the hard way mm -hmm. to be doing things um and to to build off that, um, how has your life changed in the past like year? Because I feel like year. you've been doing this like every day. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely an everyday thing. But like for me, it doesn't even feel like it doesn't feel like exhausting most of the time because it's like it's like I said, it's, it's stuff that I'm passionate about. Like I actually enjoy looking up things about cryptocurrency and just like researching about this new technology and how it's evolving like every day because there's just so much to it. But like. I think over the past year, it's just really, it's really um, allowed me to like change my perspective on kind of like what I want for myself. And it also put me in a position to take um, a leap forward and kind of like build out this business mm -hmm. um, just because of the fact that I've been able to connect with certain people or um, make um, certain investments that have been able to like put me in positions to to be a little more financially free or just like stuff like that. Like the year has been really, really like What's a, one of like the high points? <sighs> the high points? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think there is a high point yet. Like I feel like it's still on the come up. Like I don't I can't really say like there's a high point. Like I feel I really do feel like there hasn't been anything that's like anything like super crazy. Like I haven't reached a point where I'm like this is a like a crazy moment. Like we've done like I've already done like accomplished a, a good amount of things already, but like mm -hmm. 
have what was like a really like big hit that you a big had? moment? Yeah, big. Mm-hmm. Um, like where you like you traded something and you just made far more than you even thought was possible <laughs> type of thing. Um, like there, yeah, there has been like there has been like uh, trades like that, but at the same time, there's like I honestly don't take a lot of like the the money aspect of things. Mm-hmm. I don't like. It doesn't. I, I don't let it like impact me too much. You feel me? Just because after a while you start to realize like, like the the money side of things, it's cool, but like it doesn't it doesn't complete like it doesn't fulfill you. It doesn't fulfill you enough, you know. At least for me personally, and like I once reaching like certain financial goals and stuff, like I realized that like I like before I reached those financial goals, I like I really like. I might like I wanted to hit them and it was like something that like was really my focus. Mm-hmm. But then after I reached them I was like, uh like I wanna start building stuff. Like, you know, I want I wanna like have more substance behind just like having money. But like to kinda like answer more of your question, like it's more of the fact that like I don't I don't really keep track of too many of like the financial goals anymore. Like I kinda just let the financial like the financial stuff like be a learning like process for me you know if you mm-hmm. if i if that makes sense like i kind of let my like my investment journey <clears throat> be like a, a learning process and like something that like i take as um every day like as a lesson whether it's whether i'm making money or like i lose money mm-hmm. like i i take all that as like something <clears throat> that like stepping stones mm-hmm, okay. exactly that I'm, I'm learning from so like yeah i yeah hopefully that kind of answers because like the reason why i bring that up because i feel like you're the type of person to like if you weren't allowed to make any money mm-hmm. for like ten years, but you just get to learn, I feel like you'd still take that yeah. opportunity just to do that. Hundred percent, bro. And mm-hmm. that and that's like, and that's what I'm trying to like, trying to get the get across is that like the the learning process of investing and getting exposed to NFTs, buying NFTs, buying cryptos, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't work, is like what I'm really passionate about. Is like getting better with my knowledge and my like my investing intuition. So like it's 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 really about the journey for me, um, more than like the money. Cause I at this point like I know that my knowledge is gonna bring me money. So like I don't okay. I don't focus on the money aspects, aspects too much. Aspects you feel of me? this, you okay. Me? I feel yeah. that. I feel that. Um, one of my viewers um asked me to ask you this, but um, if they only had a thousand dollars, how'd they invest? If it was all in crypto or all in NFT? All in. Okay, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. First, it would have to come down to the risk tolerance, um, because crypto is one is like it's pretty volatile, but NFTs are extremely volatile and a lot less uh, liquid. Meaning that you, yeah, when you put in your money, like you're not you're not guaranteed to get your money out. Like mm-hmm. the same way, like in crypto, or like whereas in crypto, you can like sell immediately. You know, mm-hmm. with NFTs, you have to find your buyer and whatnot, um, someone that's willing to buy it for that price. But I would say investing a thousand dollars into right now, um, I would highly recommend anyone that's like looking to get into Web three or anything like related to crypto or NFTs. The first NFT you should probably get is like an ENS domain, um, which is pretty much like a decentralized domain name, um, very similar to like how we have like DNS domains, which are. Um, domains that like are like dot com domains okay um there's Personal websites yeah, yeah exactly pretty much on like with uh web3 and like because of blockchain technology you're able to have these domains um that are called ens domains or dot or decentralized domains that 
you can pretty much like use as a decentralized website or you can use it as um, a way that people can send you transactions um, similar to how like you know how you have Venmo and you have a Venmo username mm -hmm. this like ENS domain will replace like I don't know if you ever sent cryptocurrency or received it you usually your wallet has like a long a super long Obnoxious, wallet address yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah this will replace that to make and to make pretty much like sending payments and everything easier um, but not only was it will it make like payments easier um, but it also allows you to um, kind of like have your own identity um, in this in this new shift of the web that we're that we're moving into so, so that's the first thing people should do is get your identity straight. yeah get your okay. identity straight for sure um, because as time goes on these names are these first of all these ENS names are pretty valuable as they are but as time goes on you could imagine how imagine have Jack exactly yeah. exactly yeah. imagine having something like Jack um, how valuable that is or like how how much someone sold uh jack.com for um so if you look at if you look at it that way um you should definitely be securing your name uh your businesses um your brands um first and then like look into things like that might be of, of value in the future for like just the general public or something like that but get the identity identity straight um and yeah i think that'll be the first step Oh wow! Okay, okay. How much is that? Um, it really depends on like how long uh you want the name for, um, and then also how long the name actually is because the shorter the characters, the more valuable the ENS name is. Okay. Um, but the longer the characters, the 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 cheaper it is. But also, but also um, how long you want to own that ENS name for um depends. And then also the price of the the gas fees and whatnot, mm. but anywhere anywhere from two hundred to a hundred thousand, depending on the name and how like premium the name is, or uh, yeah, there's just different factors that go into play. Oh, but wow. but like if you if you if you were to get like your podcast, mm -hmm. like get a, a dot ethos name for your podcast, that probably wouldn't run you more than like three hundred. Okay. Three hundred, okay. four hundred. Okay. So it's like buying an NFT. Yeah, yeah. Like so it's it's definitely worth it. Um, I think. Do you feel like you're smarter now? <laughs> From what? Just like all, all like this past year, have you feel like the sense of evolving? Because I feel like it's so easy mm. to like, when you forget to look at yourself, mm. you look different than what you started off with. Right. And when you're constantly gaining human capital and knowledge and stuff like that, mm. looking back at the old you, it's kind of like, wow, that really used to be me. Right. Have you started to get that? Uh, in a sense sure um not yet bro like somewhat like i i definitely reflect on the past but mm. one i wouldn't say like i feel smarter i just feel like like for me it's always a learning process so i'm just learning so like that's what it's always going to be about it's not about me being the smartest or like i don't know i don't think there's too many levels to it but like it's just what like cryptocurrency and like web3 is one of those things that like <clears throat> is very very new so like I'm, when I'm telling you, like, every day there's something new about, like, that's happening in this space as far as technology or the way people are using it. Like, there's literally something every day. So, for me, it's, like, it's it's really, um, I don't feel like I'm smarter. I just feel like I'm getting more knowledge in this topic and, like, kind of, like, kind of, like, uh, like kind of finding my niche, my, like, my niche area and, like, specialty of, like, what I, what I'm, one, passionate about and, like, what I like talking about. Doing all this, it's 
how would you have time for school if you are still in school? Yeah. So actually, I decided to take this semester off. I'm actually in my fourth year at the University of Minnesota. Um, but I decided to take my last, my pretty much my last semester off, just because I wanted to focus on really building the foundations to cryptic investing. Um, I just believe that I'm, I'm blessed with a lot of like opportunities at the moment that I could really capitalize off of in the next six months um, to really like position myself and put not only myself but like my family and then also the people that are working with me on the team and their families in a position that's. Um, gonna be a lot better for us. So I really just wanna, or really wanna put my head down and kind of focus on crypto investing just because in the past I haven't had time to just focus on building out, um, whether it was TikToks or like now we're building out this business, I haven't had time to just focus on that. I've been in school or over the summer I was working at um, Procter & Gamble with an internship, so there wasn't really much time to just focus on this. Mm -hmm. So I wanna take the time really just to focus on this. Mm -hmm. um, Do you feel like you wasted that time? I don't think I wasted the time, no, bro. Like, um, it kinda, it kinda I, I feel like I'd be wasting the time if I didn't capitalize on like the time now. Oh, so that's okay. why I really wanted to take this time out, but I don't think the, 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 the past is wasted, uh, mm -hmm. you feel me? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. Ah, well, we've reached the segment of Wish I Had a Sensei. And this is where our guest goes and says some advice he wished someone had gave them. Hmm. Advice to give someone. I would say, I think the biggest thing is really, like, coming to, like, coming, like, looking into yourself and looking at what you want for your life and what you want to be doing for your life is like something I wish someone told me at like a younger age because I feel like a lot of people often go through like life doing what's kind of like set up for them and kind of like what's, yeah, what's pretty much set up for them and what's like they're told to do and like necessarily, it doesn't necessarily fall in line with like who they are and like what they could potentially become or like <clears throat> even what they're passionate about. Um, so I, I would just say really just find out what you enjoy doing and like try and try and make it something that you can like make a living off and just like be be happy doing what you do every day. So that's what I would, that's what I'll say. Appreciate, appreciate. Yeah. All right, my boy. I'm glad you pulled up. Appreciate yeah, you. Got to get this work in. Appreciate you. All right, y'all. Make sure you leave a like, comment, all that. Have a great day.